from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So, NC State, now what? Now you got to hope it, you can avoid this thing really spiraling out of control. Okay. And that's kind of where my headspace is for this season. Mm-hmm. We tried. We burned some candles. We buried some <laughs> bottles. Yeah, yeah. We found, we bought some herbs. We went out to Carter Finley. So that's that's on the jovial so, side. So, so so what you're saying is that uh, it, it doesn't really matter if we use a dynamite curse reverse candle or bury whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want. I'm, not, I'm just going to say that we tried. I think, gosh, we know the players tried. I'm not going to say the coaches didn't try. Obviously, they poured this thing out, man. Mm-hmm. Something was wrong with this team. Something was off with this team even before Devin Leary's injury. Yeah, they were sloppy. With penalties, procedural penalties. I don't know if they didn't practice the same way. I don't know if they went about their daily routine a different way. They just never really looked like the team that they were last year. I'm talking about with Devin Leary. I'm not even talking about Saturday's performance at Syracuse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. NC State, I think this is a clear distinction too. As we've gotten all, as we've received more data as the season has gone on. This has been a recurrent. This is a consistency for the Wolfpack. They never really were able to kind of get out of whatever rut they seemed to be in. Um, well, I, they had they had moments in the first half against sh- ECU. Sure, sure, sure. They sure. had moments in the home game against Texas Tech. Moments. Let me. But there was no like. I wanted to see them breathe fire okay. this year. I wanted them to show and be mad. Remember when we talked to Dave Doran at the kickoff? We talked to Devin Leary at the kickoff and Drake Thomas. And there was this common theme of we're mad because we were denied our chance at the end of last year. Mm. And and remember, when everyone came back, it was the run it pack hashtag. It was we're all coming back. It was one pack, one goal. Mm. And I just never saw that laser focus. I never saw that urgency. And now at five and two without your quarterback, and I don't I'm I'm telling you right now, those Wake Forest and Carolina games could get they could really go sideways. And turn this turn the entire program toxic. It could really get ugly. Toxic in what sense? Toxic with the fan base? Toxic in the toxic in the program? Fan base. The coach. We've seen this before. Oh. We've seen this before. So it's Battlestar Galactica. All this has happened before and all this will happen again. I'll say this about NC State to to kind of bring basketball into the conversation and, and how a lot of this stuff with the Wolfpack football program is cyclical in nature. When you – what year was it that Cap Barber was at NC State for basketball under Mark Godfrey? Uh, well, 14 and 15 14, were 15, the, okay. the years where we got our first dose of when did we Cat get, and his mom. Okay, there we go. What did Cat Barber's mom yell from the – uh, where the parents would sit, which typically was, was behind where I would sit right for basketball games. Yeah. What, what would Cat Barber's mom yell at Mark Godfrey, the coach at the time? Pam would often remind us the words to live by. Yeah. Absolutely. Scared money, don't make no money. That's right. Scared money, don't make no money. And that's kind of been NC State football all season. I think that they could talk the talk all offseason. They could use what happened in the Holiday Bowl, how we were denied this historic situation and we're going to breathe fire. 
here we are. But when I think when the money was on the table, so to speak, suddenly they clammed up. Suddenly they got tight. This has been a consistency with Dave, by the way. That's why the Clemson win last year was such a butt-clenching experience. There was a lot of lemon booty in that one that took to overtime at Carter-Finley Stadium. Because what did we talk about with that Clemson game? And we talked oh. about it with our friends uh, Kelly Gramlich and Eric yeah. McElane on their podcast. At home, Clemson down. If you couldn't beat that team in that situation, then you got to go. And I think that's ultimately what's kind of hovered around NC State and Dave Doran. Butts get tight. And when the butt clenching happens, you start to play really conservative. You start to do what? What did I see on display all day Saturday against Syracuse? A team that was playing not to lose. A team that was playing not to lose. You you brought on Jack Chambers, a 25-year-old walk-on from Charleston Southern. And you felt comfortable. On an NIL deal. On an NIL deal. You brought him on as on an ideal, and we're comfortable enough to have him be the backup to Devin Leary. Like you, you said, Devin Leary, smart move. Actually, you said Dave Dorn had a smart yeah. move. Okay, well, you got to trust him to throw the damn ball. Okay, and it wasn't until they found themselves down a couple scores where they started to get with it. Look, NC State's defense was Jekyll Hyde on Saturday. As good as they were with the turnovers, that was because Syracuse was doing uncharacteristic things and trying to air it out. Like, trust me, every time I heard because I was watching the game with my dad. And every time I heard Arante Gadsden, I was like, am I watching a Dolphin game from back in the day? Wait, no. Is that his kid? Holy crap. We're old. We are old. <laughs> and they turned Arante Gadsden into, like, his actual dad on an NFL sure. Sunday, which I was shocked by. Hey. Schrader was making throws that I did not expect to see on Saturday. So big chunk plays by NC State's defense, which was very uncharacteristic, and then they eventually broke down later in the yeah. game. Uh, they couldn't tackle but the this, guy. To me, it's not even about Saturday. It's really not. No, Saturday. I think Saturday. I think Saturday. I mean, it could have been the coda for everyone else. That's but, what, what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at for Saturday is you want an encapsulation of NC State's season to, sure. to date. It's scared money don't make money. They were afraid to lose the game, and that's what you ended up seeing until the third quarter or so when they started getting a little bit looser with it because they were put in a position where they had to start throwing. So you bring Jack Chamber also do what? Come on now, like let him throw it. So anyway, the, the, it's it's and I get why NC State fans are ultimately frustrated, and that's why I asked. Now what with the Wolfpack? Because yeah, Wake Forest and North Carolina are looming. Dave Dorn's going to have some job opportunities this off season, and I think the best sentiment that I've seen from a couple of NC State fans in my mentions, I'm going to paraphrase, but it reads like this: Really appreciate what Dave Dorn's done for the program. It's consistent. It's been at a level that it's never been in my lifetime because for me, me personally speaking, I was at the tail end of the Mike O'Kane era. I saw the flash in the pan that was the Chakamato. I saw the reset with Tom O'Brien and how that, how that fizzled out. The last five years under Dave Dorn has been pretty good. Clean program, develops players, fringy top 25, go to decent bowl games. They haven't cashed in on their opportunities. That's the biggest flaw. They just have not cashed in on their opportunities. So the state fan sentiment is, hey, man, appreciate all that stuff. But it wouldn't be the worst thing if you took another job and there's a ref- there's a refresh here for the next guy. Maybe you need a refresh. Maybe NC State needs a refresh. Because I get the feeling that this is kind of what it's going to be at NC State as long as Dave Dorn's here. And that's where you say, now what? I think you're, you're trying to avoid the worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. We've seen NC State lose to Wake Forest in heartbreaking ways. 
But those last year, right, meant, meant the difference between winning the division and not. Yeah. 17 and 18, those losses were the difference between winning 10 games and not. 18, you were actually in position to get a, a, a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl based on your uh, college football playoff ranking. Yeah. And, you, and they foiled you there. I am telling you, if Wake Forest comes in here on November 5th and beats NC State by multiple scores, whatever support is left for Dave Doran is going to rapidly leave Dave Doran. And we saw this with Herb Sendek at the end of his tenure. I don't think I don't think it'll be that toxic. No. I don't think it'll be that toxic. No. No. But I do think there are similarities there. And you mentioned maybe it is time that you think about what is best for me moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because the way college football is now, Joe, every year is a rebuilding year with with uh name, image, and likeness and the portal. Oh yeah. So wherever oh, you at- do it, you're gonna have to do it. Wherever you are, you you, you want to know how things can go so fast. I mean, look at Tennessee with Hendon Hooker, yeah. uh, and and look how well it was. Look how quickly it turned around. Is this Greta Von Fleet? It is. Yeah, they uh, they were supposed to have a show here tomorrow, but that show's not happening now. Yeah, postponed. Got postponed. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard Lolo calling up winners saying, "Hey, so I'm sorry. Hey, hey. by the way." Uh, that show is not ha- so. Anyway, if you're if you're not aware, you, I'm sure people who had tickets for that show at PNC Arena tomorrow. Um, although I wouldn't have gone to go see Greta Mon Fleet. They had an opener, Duran Jones and the Indications. Yeah, they're really good. Are if they? you've not heard of them, go check them out. Quality, uh, new take on old R and B. It's very very good stuff. But yeah, it's funny. Like I heard that. I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds like Zeppelin, but it's not Zeppelin. It must be Greta Mon Fleet. Yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking it. Oh, I've become a big fan of theirs over the last couple of years. But I liked it when it was called Wolf Mother. I'm showing my age. Wolf Mother did the same thing. Oh. Wolf Mother was the Led Zeppelin reboot from like 2002, 2003. Oh, okay. Look, man, I had a weekend, Joe, where I had the, the 14-year-old, and I have, I, have a, I have a sneaky suspicion as to why the 14-year-old suddenly cares about his appearance. Um, there's a girl. I, I, I'm just saying, I have a, I have a suspicion okay. as to why he suddenly cares about his appearance. So he needs jeans. I was like, okay, cool. So we went to the Gap. Like, you need basic jeans. We we'll go to the Gap. Went to the mall. Do you know what they call a style of jean now that made me lose more of my hair? They called it '90s loose. <laughs> not not loose fit. 90s loose specific are you sure because 90s loose was down at your ankles Nine, like 90s loose like are these jinko jeans yes because you could fit if, other people in your right, 90s if we, loose if pants. we're ta- if we're talking 90s loose it's got to look like you're wearing an ankle length skirt that's denim correct my right. brother my brother-in-law used to rock the jinkos back in the day i remember when my sister came my older sister came from penn state and she saw something i was wearing to school she goes, your, your jeans, this was like 92. <laughs> She's like, your jeans are really baggy. And I said, yeah, Jay, it's not the 80s anymore when you oh, painted your jeans And you on. pegged them. You got to peg them too. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't forget about pegging them. Anyway, so I had a um, I had a moment, man. I had a moment when Gap. 90s loose. Because I remember when I was shopping at the, at the Gap at his the, age. The irony, of course, was nothing was loose in the 90s. You were afraid of everything in the nineties. Eh, that's I think that was a you problem. Early nineties. I think that was a you problem. I I didn't invent Magic Johnson and I'm AIDS saying, and HIV. I think they were just using that as an excuse with you, Joe. Okay. I think that might have been the case. 
I don't know. Could I'm kidding. Be. I'm kidding. Could be. Um, no. Nah, so like when I was in the when it was in the night when I was 14 years old, 15 years old, and I went to the Gap to buy jeans, they were doing stuff from the 60s. Oh, flare cut boot cut jeans from the 60s. Yeah, that Bell was the thing. Bell bottoms, right? Time's a flat circle, man. Time is a flat circle. Much like the Carolina Panthers find themselves in yet another trough of their franchise. And they hit another low point today when they traded Robbie Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals for what looks like it was a sixth round pick and some other considerations. There's some there's some varying degrees as to what exactly this deal was. But after he's after he was sent to the locker room by interim head coach Steve Wilkes in Sunday's loss to the Rams, you knew that one of Matt Rule's guys was not long for the job. You never saw Robbie Anderson, you know, act a fool when Matt Rule is the coach. That was his guy. Heck. Got him a nice contract extension that's now biting the Panthers in the ass with this trade to the Arizona Cardinals because there's a lot of dead money they're going to have to deal with after he signed a contract extension. Was the Panthers game just a rerun of the NC State-Syracuse game? Because I couldn't tell the difference between P.J. Walker and Jack Chambers. I'll say this. I thought it was in bear As much as you might not trust P.J. Walker, again, another... Matt Rule guy. Sure. Like, I, I do one think of there's us. difference. I think you could say it now. O-O-U. One of us. OOU. One of us. Okay. Shout out to Jonathan Jones for an incredible report about the culture that Matt Rule wanted to have. Thank you to, to Jonathan Jones for finally answering the question, like, how did Matt Rule get that job? I've I asked now so many times. Three-page like, presentation. I wanted to be there for the spreadsheet, and, and there it was. Yep. One of us. So, here's the, the thing. way of the Panther, Joe. The way of the Panther. One of us. So I do think there are some differences between what you saw from NC State on Saturday and the Panthers on Sunday. One of them is tell. one of them is Steve Wilkes is going, hey man, Matt Rule might have played fast and loose with the XFL Mahomes. I know what you're about, so I'm not going to have you lose a game for me against this defense. Now the embarrassing part was they had three timeouts and they went to halftime with a 10-7 lead. That's pretty freaking embarrassing that they didn't try to put some more points on the board. They were content going to halftime with a three-point lead because they did, were afraid that P.J. Walker yeah. was going to do that. I don't hate that, though. Well, and that gets... It doesn't really explain the second half. And, and, that gets to the po- and that gets to the point where there's enough tape on P.J. Walker to know what he is capable of and what he's not capable of. The Jack Chambers situation, I don't know anything about that guy. Sure. I, don't, I honestly do not know anything about that guy, and you clearly felt that he was in a better position to help you win games than M.J. Morris, the guy who's you know the next, next big thing, that you, like, like you like to say. NC State cares about their quarterbacks, right? They do. Well, if Morris is the guy, we'll let him cook then at this point. Regardless, it was pretty embarrassing with how all that, all that played out. Robbie Anderson, to his credit, did address the media after the game, and he was asked, you know, hey, man, do you have any idea why you were sent to the locker room? I have no idea, you know. But, you know, one thing I do, and I always stand on and continue to do, is I get my all in everything that I do with this game, you know. I don't play this game for money. I don't play this game for fame, things like that. I play this game because I love the game of football. You know what I'm saying? And regardless of what's been going on the past week, I always keep my head down and keep working, you know? So all I want to do is help us win the Super Bowl. And that's all I want to do. That's my ultimate goal to play in this game, you know? So I'm never going to belittle myself from that aspect or let my character be diminished and be misunderstood. Because that's really all it is. Here's Steve Wilkes, interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, when he was asked about Robbie Anderson going off to the locker room. 
uh, it was a sideline type situation that I felt like I uh, wanted to try to get him in at the moment, and that's something that we'll discuss uh, as we further get into the week. Wow, that was quick and short and to the point. That that was the moment right then and there that they were going to take whatever they can get for Robbie Anderson. It just so happens that the yeah, Cardinals I mean, had an injury, so here we are. Current players that don't play quarterback don't have the value that you think they do. Yeah. I saw the report before the game on Sunday that Christian McCaffrey, they, they want multiple first-round picks for Christian McCaffrey. If you could get one first-round pick for you, Christian McCaffrey you take it. and for someone to take on his salary, mm-hmm. you take it. Like That's what people don't understand. NFL GMs are delusional. They mm-hmm. they all think, take take Matt Rule. He thinks he was going to find the next Patrick Mahomes. They're, they've all convinced themselves that they're super scouts and just give them that extra draft pick and they're going to find the next Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. You're probably not. So you actually, it's actually not a bad move to to trade for veterans. I, if I were the Panthers, I would, I actually would consider not only trading McCaffrey, I would trade DJ Moore. Yeah, I, I would hold on to Burns because I don't know how many edge rushers are, are really floating if, around out there. If I'm the Panthers, I do what I can to keep the core of the defense that seems to be sure. one part of their identity that is a plus. As far as the offense, I think you probably just rebuild that from the ground up and get what you can get for the likes of Christian McCaffrey. The problem is, to your point, McCaffrey, given his injury his- history and given what the market bears for a running back in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to get what you think. This isn't fantasy football. You're not in the office dealing with a coworker down the hallway saying, hey, man, you give me these three players for this one guy, and it all, it all comes out in a wash. I will say this, though. If I'm, uh, I mean, if I'm Steve Wilkes, I call up Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott with the Buffalo Bills and say, hey, guys, 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 hear me out. You're my boys. Panthers North, let's go. You know it would be really cool? If Josh Allen had another weapon in this guy, Christian McCaffrey. Just just add to the arsenal. And they're thinking, well, I mean, come on, we already got XYZ. I mean, you look what we just did with the, the Chiefs. Our defense is great. I'm like, right, 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 right. But who gives a damn about the salary cap? It's not real. Who gives a damn about draft picks in the future? Do you saw what the Rams just did? If you want to win, go all in, right? That's what Steve Wilkes should be doing right now, calling Sean McDermott and uh, and Brandon Bean, former Panther guys. Take Christian McCaffrey and give me your best offer and go from there. To me, it makes the most amount of sense in the market. It makes absolute sense to me. The question is, can the Panthers get something in return that makes sense for them? Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.